The other thing that's interesting is those first 30 days are pretty critical. So we, when we're working with a new brand, we make sure that before we even turn the listing on, that the listing is a 10 out of 10. You're listening to Real Marketing Real Fast, the only podcast that brings you unfiltered, undaunted, insider information on the latest tools and technologies for online marketers. Prepare to dive deep into marketing myths, breakthrough models, and cutting-edge strategies that will have an immediate impact on the growth of your business. And now, here's your host, marketing expert, Doug Morneau. Well, welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Real Marketing Real Fast. Today, we're going to talk about all things Amazon. So if you're interested in getting your brand's products listed in Amazon and seeing double-digit growth month after month, I think you're really going to enjoy the conversation with my guest today. Today's guest is uh, Carolyn Lowe. She is the CEO and founder of a company called ROI Swift and an Amazon and digital marketing agency that excels in growing small and medium-sized businesses. Carolyn is passionate about helping her consumer brands grow through Facebook and Instagram ads, paid Google searches, and Amazon marketing. In addition to helping her clients see larger profits, Carolyn is a mom of two and a licensed pilot. So I'd like to welcome Carolyn to the Real Marketing Real Fast podcast today. Well, hey, Carolyn, super excited to have you on the show today. So welcome to the Real Marketing Real Fast podcast. Thanks for having me, Doug. So do you want to share with um, our listeners just a little bit of kind of your background and what your superpower is and help you and how you help people move the sales dial and scale their business? Sure, I'd be happy to. So we, we focus on four core areas for what mostly D2C brands, but we also do some B2B business as well. But really, our core competencies are around paid social your Facebook and Instagram, Snapchat marketing, and your paid search and social, uh, sorry, paid search as well. And then of course, your Amazon and email marketing. And I know you've had some great email marketing guests on and you've had some great paid search on. One of the things that we're a little bit different is we manage Amazon presence for a lot of consumer brands. So for their audience that's not aware of that, what does that mean? Yeah, so there's three different ways to sell on Amazon. And as a brand owner, you can, if Amazon invites you, you can wholesale to them, which is ships from and sold by Amazon. And then there's two other ways to sell, which are what they call seller central. So you go on, it's sort of a self-service portal. And you can either ship into Amazon and have them fulfill it, or you can take the order from Amazon and fulfill it yourself. So either way, you still have to pay Amazon a referral fee. And then if you have Amazon fulfill your product, which makes you Prime eligible, you just also pay the uh, outbound shipping fee, but that does make you eligible for Prime. Okay. So for our listeners that have a brand, have a business and have a product that would be, or maybe a good fit for Amazon, where's the starting point? How do you determine whether or not Amazon is, could be an effective uh, marketing and distribution channel for you? That's a great question, Doug, and it's a good starting place because a lot of people think, I'm just going to throw my product up on Amazon and, and make a bunch of money. Normally, where we start with folks, if they come to us and they're not selling on Amazon yet, but they have a great brand, what we'll do is we'll walk them through all the different fees and really do a strategic consult on, is it even going to be profitable for you to sell? One of the brands we work with is a natural cleaning brand, and they came to us two years ago, and they were doing only tens of thousands on Amazon a month, but they were doing it unprofitably. And 
So it doesn't make sense in business, right, to, to do a whole bunch of effort to lose money. Um, no, that's right. Might as well just give it away. Now give it to somebody who can use it. Right. It's not a winning strategy. So we, that's the first thing we do is, does it make sense for you to sell on Amazon? You know, things that are heavy, that cost a lot, that are cheap, lower priced, those don't usually don't make sense. You can't make money. So we sort of have a $15 rule. If your product isn't $15 or more, and it's not light enough to make money, that's where we'll start. Because we never want to help someone get on Amazon and have them lose money. No, that's, that's a really good point. And lots of times, you know, we, we chase these shiny new objects. So whether it's myself or, you know, you've got your marketing uh, person that goes off to a marketing conference and they come back and go, oh, you know, we got to get on Amazon because so-and-so said that's the place to be. But to your point, you know, that, you know, that sounds good. So let's investigate that, see if that fits for our business strategy. And it, like you said, can we make money? And it sounds to me like one of the better ways to determine that would be to work with someone who has expertise. So you're drawing on your years of experience where you might say, hey, you know what? Great, great talking to you. However, this is a fit or this isn't a fit for this reason and save them a whole bunch of pain and grief and money. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's also a strategic component. So brands that we work with that are sold in, say, Target, Walmart, and other retailers, you have to be on Amazon because otherwise someone will pick up your product and throw up a listing on Amazon. Brands that we work with on, say, the Facebook and Instagram advertising side, we don't recommend they be on Amazon if they're not distributed anywhere else than their website because you don't you can own the customer if, if you're the only place that they can get that product. So a lot of our lifestyle and apparel brands, we highly recommend don't go on Amazon. Oh, okay. So do you want to back up and just explain you? you, you I, I mean, I know this is the world that you live in. Um, I just need to catch up to kind of where you're at. So you said, if you're selling your product in, you know, stores like Target and, and the Walmart, different places, you need to be on Amazon? Yes, because, you know, Amazon, as you know, is a marketplace. Anybody can sell anything. So if, if you don't, you know, I love to call them bottom feeders, not a nice term, but these people that will, they do what they call retail arbitrage. They'll just bring a scanner into Target, Walmart, CVS, you name it, and they'll scan all these products and they'll see, oh, there's only one seller and they're selling it at this price. I can buy up a whole bunch and throw them up on Amazon. So what that means for the brands is they're never going to do as good a job with your product title, your images, your bullets, your your extra content as you as the brand owner are going to do. Right. Okay. Totally makes sense. And one of the people we talked about before we started recording had a whole session on how exactly how to do that. So we won't we won't mention mention that. Okay. So that makes sense. So that's a way for the brand to protect their integrity and make sure that all the conversations um, that are being had digitally are in alignment with their their kind of their graphic standards and their branding. Yes, absolutely. And you and you want to make that money, right? You don't. Typically, it's more profitable if you sell it. A lot of times, when brands sell to wholesalers, just think a lot of times those retailers want fifty percent. Every time you walk into retail, you know you're paying double what what the product costs at least, right? So, right, yeah. If you sell it directly to Amazon versus hey, you sold it to CVS. And that person turned around and sold it to Amazon. Well, if you had sold it direct to the customer on Amazon, then you could, uh, you know, you typically make 25 to 30% more depending on the category. Okay. So for, you know, for our listeners that say, okay, that makes, that makes sense. I want to start this investigation. Can you share an example or to um, name your client or not name your client? Totally up to you on somebody that you walk through this process. Maybe somebody who came to you that wasn't on Amazon or maybe somebody who that came to you that was already there and just really needed some guidance in the team to help them execute. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a great example of a company we started working with in um, great brand, science based in uh, in the supplement category, but you know, founded by doctor, not somebody who just went and got some vitamins made. So this is science based, <laughs> right. and uh, they came to us. They had a pretty decent brand. They had horrible listings. It looked like their pictures were taken in someone's dark basement, um, <laughs> and and they really didn't optimize it. So what we do typically, if we're going to work with a new brand. We'll do an audit. We'll see if there's, you know, search terms and how many search terms they have for their brand or their product on Amazon before we take them on. So is there demand for their product or their brand on Amazon? Um, so we, we, if we see this is great, 20, 30, 40,000 people a month are searching for this brand on Amazon and it's not there, it's probably a good indicator. And then we'll do just like you do on the, on the website side and all your keyword research. We do the same thing on Amazon. We do keyword research. We pull up bestsellers. We use a bunch of different tools to figure out, you know, what's the right words and the right way to position this product so that it will rank on page one. I have an interesting stat from Amazon that 70% of their people don't make it past page one. So if you're an Amazon shopper, Amazon has told me that 70% of the people don't make it past page one. So if you're not on page one, you're never going to get purchased. So uh, I'm just trying to get a picture of what this looks like. So are you saying that basically the marketplace is the same as trying to get a ranking on uh, on Google so you're on page one? Very similar. The algorithm is a little bit different because you're actually selling on Amazon. But a lot of factors that go into the Amazon algorithm are um, how relevant is your product to the search. So there's almost like, yeah. a, like almost akin to a, a quality score on Google. So how relevant is your product to that search, right? If someone looks for garlic press, is your is the product of your is the title of your product garlic press? Because if it's not, you you may or may not show up because there's probably you know two thousand other garlic presses out there. It, you know the velocity of your product, so how much you sell, also goes into how high you rank, and then how you know and how how well you convert. So just like Google, Amazon doesn't want to put a whole bunch of products on that very valuable page one real estate and have them not buy anything because Amazon's goal at the end of the day is to have you buy something. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, because, you know, I, I try to explain to my clients who are trying to understand Google is that, you know, Google's job is to deliver the most relevant content for the searcher. So they're trying to serve the serve the person that's got their hands on the keyboard with relevant words. And they don't make money unless you're doing paid search. But with you're saying with Amazon, I mean, it's all about a conversion. So interesting. So good product title, being found, um, high volume. Um, so when you start with somebody, obviously they don't have the high volume. So there's only so many things you can do to get them optimized. Is there anything special that you guys do to drive sales maybe outside the Amazon platform to to help the volume pick up to make them more attractive, if you will, to Amazon's algorithm? Yeah, that's a great question, Doug, right? It's sort of a vicious cycle. You can't get on page one until you start selling but yeah, you, right. you can't get on you can't get on page one if you're not selling. So it's this sort of vicious cycle. So um, we do do a couple of things both on Amazon and off. And I'll be honest with you, we are 100% white hat. There's some black hat tactics out there that we just we don't think that your seller account, your brand reputation is worth potential suspensions. There's lots of people. That <laughs> no, I totally agree. Yeah, let's not blow up our business by trying to take a shortcut. Yep. <laughs> There's lots of people that give away product in exchange for reviews or have you buy it and then rebate you the money. And it's, that is totally against Amazon's terms of service. And so we, we don't recommend doing any of that. There are sellers that do it. But legally, what we do is, first of all, we get a great listing. 
Um, we get we have what we call the seven killer image listing guide. So we until your listing is what we call like a ten out of ten, we don't even start promoting your product. The other thing that's interesting is those first thirty days are pretty critical. So we when we're working with a new brand, we make sure that before we even turn the listing on, that the listing is a ten out of ten, and that's images, the enhanced content from the manufacturer at the bottom of the listing, the bullets, the titles, um, all that content, all the back end search terms. There's a bunch of organic fields in the back end of Amazon that most people don't even know to fill out. So that's where we'll optimize, and then. We'll start looking for, we'll do our keyword research on long tail keywords, things that you could rank for quickly um, before going after, you know, the keywords that have 500,000 searches a month that, you know, you're not going to rank for. So we will do that. We also, some of our brands also will do Facebook ads to their website. And some of our brands don't even sell on their website. They prefer to send them to Amazon. So Facebook ads to the website and then the buy button then goes to Amazon. So those are really high converting high converting clicks to Amazon. If they've already been to your website, they've decided they want to purchase the products. Sure, that makes sense. I mean, my wife writes for a health and wellness blog and uh, as an, you know, I think she has an Amazon affiliate account. So it makes sense when you're doing, hey, um, you know, get fit for the the winter season. Here's some gift ideas uh, for home home gym. So it's good content and it's all about value. But there is a link. Say, hey, if you want to buy this online, click here. Yes, exactly. Just like your wife's blog. So what advice would you give people um, when they're starting to starting to explore this? Are there categories that aren't worth considering? Are there categories? I, I know this is a tough, I, don't, I think it might be a, a, a tough question, but, you know, is there a killer category where there's, where there's pent up demand and people need to pay attention because they're missing, missing this huge opportunity? There, there's a couple of different software programs that, that third party that plug in and scrape all the Amazon data that folks, you know, can use if you're not a brand owner. One of the things that I get through my relationship with Amazon is they tell me what categories and what products they're light in. And so I can work with my brands and say, hey, this is a lot of customer demand for this on Amazon, but they don't have a great selection. This was, a, you know, this could be a winning product for you. If you don't have that relationship with Amazon and where they can tell you the exact products that they need, <laughs> then what you can do is use a couple of third-party software tools that say, hey, there's this is low, you know, high demand, low competition. Same thing like with some of the Google AdWords tools that you can imagine, right? Where it says, hey, this keyword is a great keyword. It's got low competition and, and uh, high click-through and high demands. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, it sounds like a really great way for you to 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 generate leads through Amazon. They're coming to you saying, "Hey, we have a whole bunch of people who want to buy this, but there's nobody selling it. Can you please bring us someone?" Yes, yes. So we and we and we can work with our existing brands and say, "Hey, there's a big hole in the category," and so we really work as a strategic partner to help them with product development as well. When they say, "Oh, should we enter this category or this category?" I'll say, "Well, this category has a way bigger opportunity on Amazon." So what are the big mistakes that people make? And I just want to just start with by saying, you know, I've seen a whole bunch of, you know, online uh, digital courses and, hey, how to sell on Amazon. And and what I'm gathering from our conversation is those people are talking about a totally different business model than you are. If, if they're doing sort of reselling, yeah. yeah. The reselling, yeah. I think, is a little bit different than us because we primarily were, you know, 95% of our Amazon clients are um, are the brand owners, not the resellers. So it's very different if you're reselling on Amazon. That's a whole different strategy. And I think your previous you know, podcast with those folks is, is a great place to start if you want to resell on Amazon. 
if you're a brand owner and you get going, a lot of times one of the things that we've seen is uh, just the listing quality and some of the backend settings and some of these extra fees that you may or may not know about from Amazon. And so literally when we start with somebody, we go through the entire settings and say, you know, you want to turn this on, you want to turn this on, you want to turn this on. Um, because a lot of people set up an account and they do it wrong. Or a lot of times with Amazon, Doug, it's honestly, you don't know what you don't know. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> Amazon doesn't make it easy. It's like the IRS. <laughs> well, I find the same thing, you know, with, with Google and Facebook as well. It's like, hey, uh, this ad was was not approved or Facebook, hey, this this account, we're, we're shutting off this nutrition account because you're not compliant with their terms and conditions. It's like, yeah, your terms and conditions are 500 pages. Could you be just a little bit specific? Give us a hint on what page we're not compliant. So, so a different type of question, maybe different direction, you know, as a retailer or a brand, when I'm dealing direct to consumer, if they're ordering from me online, I've got a relationship with that person. You know, how do you develop a relationship with people who are buying your product from Amazon? Doug, that's a great question. And that is, that is the big conundrum for, for brand owners is not knowing, I mean, not knowing a lot of that information. Amazon does give you demographic information and they do give you some information about your buyers and you can see how many are, are on subscribe and save and, and what your repeat purchase rate is. I, I've seen some black hat stuff. I ordered some energy gels from, from Amazon for my personal use for post running. And uh, I got a card in there with a QR code and it said, scan for three free gels. And so I scanned the code. It brought up a email marketing form. Basically, I could tell that they were using MailChimp because I looked at the URL and, uh, <laughs> and I filled it out and they sent me three free gels, but they did get my email address. Now, Amazon doesn't allow you to do anything to market to Amazon customers off Amazon. So I would sort of call that black hat, but it, it does get done. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because that's that's immediately what I was thinking. I'm thinking, well, that's got not going to be the difficult. All I need to do is get a newsletter, a piece, or something into the mailing package. And you're saying that's that's a no no. Okay, it's a no no to market to them off Amazon or to. A lot of times, we'll see people do inserts in exchange for review. Hey, we'll send you a free product if you give us a review. That is a definite no no. The three free gels, if it's in the package, you know, and you offer it to everybody, not just Amazon customers, then then you know it's something that's part of your brand and so it's less likely to get you suspended than you know offering free product in exchange for review that is a big no no so for brands that are brands that are considering this kind of where's the low hanging fruit for them when they're starting they're looking at this as a, a potential platform to market to and they look at you know maybe they have a conversation with you would you normally start with one product uh would you start with a product line um how do you introduce somebody to to selling on amazon yeah that's a great question we usually just put up all the all the SKUs that they want to sell the nice thing is is if they have a registered trademark with the uspto the patent and trademark office yeah. they can get brand registry on Amazon. And what that means is you can have a really nice storefront. It looks like a web page. You get access to um, not just the bullets, but you can make these really beautiful descriptions on your product page that look more like web pages. So you can get access to all of that because of brand registry. And when you set up a storefront, as you can imagine, you would want as many products as possible on your storefront. So we like to work with, you know, 
companies that have five, 10, 20, some of our brands have 400 <laughs> SKUs, but um, sort of the more, the more, the better. Okay, I just wondered. I didn't know whether you would whether you'd test a, test a brand. So, but to your point, that makes sense. I mean, if they've got a they've got a wide variety of uh, SKUs they can put up there, it makes sense for them to to show more products. Now, in terms of helping them to, um, you ever help your clients bring on uh, new products? So, based on your conversation with Amazon, saying, "Hey, you know, we've got a void here." Uh, are there situations where your client would actually create a new product to fill a demand if it's in their vertical? Yes. Definitely. And we'll, you know, we'll pull all the competition. Here's what people like. Here's what people don't like. And the great news is you can, you know, once you read through all the competitors reviews, we did this with one product, a brand was bringing to market. And what, what all the people that bought the product didn't like was that you had to take these supplement pills, you know, three times a day. And there were six of them and they were horse pills and they were impossible to choke down. So they sort of, they micro encapsulized a bunch and made it a once a day or twice a day pill. And, you know, that became close to a million dollar skew. Wow. That's cool. So they just rebranded their, or re-actually formulated their product. They basically launched a product, right? Because everything, really like any opportunity, right? You look for something where there's a lot of demand but there's a problem, right? So that's where, where can you be disruptive? Just like any industry, where can you be disruptive? You know, on the, on the Facebook side, we work with a direct to consumer cowboy boot brand. And they said they totally upended the, the cowboy boot brand because they got out, they got out of retail. They didn't ever went in retail and they went direct to consumer and they cut the prices by 50%. They said, you shouldn't have to pay a thousand dollars for a pair of cowboy boots. <laughs> no, you, no, you shouldn't. I've, I've often said that about some of the lady shoes that uh, we've um, that we've looked at or purchased. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's a whole. That was my most expensive purchase I think ever in my life was um, buying a purse that I thought my wife really liked when we had uh, we were in Houston in the Fendi shop, and I really had no idea that um, ostrich or whatever it was was that expensive. I might have wanted to ask what the price was before I said we'll buy it. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me it was a pair of like Manolo Manolo Blahnik shoes or something. You know, I I bought those from the, because there's a shop in the Wynn Hotel in Las Vegas. I I had to tell the customs guy, look, don't look at the prices on the box. I got them on, I got them on sale. So here's my receipt. I'm happy to pay my duty. (laughs) So how, how much management is involved on the back end of this? So, you know, you've got a company, you're operating, things are going well, you're profitable company. The opportunity arises to, to have the conversation with uh, yourself and your company to sell on Amazon. You know, how much on ongoing work is that? I mean, there's obviously ongoing work to run your business. I'm assuming there's a whole bunch of things you need to do continually to make sure that Amazon's producing and then you can scale. Yes. Um, I would say that we do. We do a daily walk of every account. So every account is worked on every day. So as you know, from Google, there's really no set and forget. (laughs) That's a a way to lose money fast. Yes. That's a way to, to give a lot of money to Google. Amazon is the same way with their advertising. If you are not watching it, they will they will spend all your money. So just like you know, they have automatic campaigns and manual advertising campaigns, and your automatic campaigns can run up a bunch of money real quick, especially if you get like a, a deal, like a day a deal of the day or a, a lightning deal or one of those, you know, deals on Amazon, which is the, one of the most visited pages is the deals page on Amazon. Yep. And so we, um, we'll see that, you know, if you have a deals page and people forget to turn off a campaign, they can spend, you know, hundreds or thousands of dollars in one day on one product by mistake. 
So I just want to get a visual of what it looks like in terms of marketing on Amazon. So you've obviously got advertising on Amazon. As do you spend most of your time and money with your clients advertising their Amazon products within Amazon, or do you? Because I mean, obviously, you guys have lots of talent as a digital agency and in other digital advertising. Yeah, that's a great question. So just like with any marketing budget, you want to spend the as much as you can on the most productive vehicles, right? So on Amazon advertising, we've tested is uh, the most productive. So there's a couple of different kinds of advertising on Amazon. There's one ad at the top. It's called a sponsored brand is where you normally see three products and, and the brand name. There's also uh, the sponsored products, which are typically the first three or four products in a search, say sponsored. So people are paying to get to position, you know, page one, position one. And those are typically the most productive we see as sponsored products because those are high intent. They also have launched for brand owners, sponsored brand videos. So you have video in search now, and we've had some great success with those for some of our brand owners where you can actually play a video in the search results, not just show your product. And then once you're sort of done with those ones, they also have product display. So if you really want to target somebody else's product, so say, Doug, you have a a terrific uh, garlic press and you want to be shown on the pages of other garlic presses, you can even say, hey, I only want to be shown on ones that are three star and below that are $15 or more. And that those are, you know, high, high intent, right? If you're a four star. Sure. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. That's really cool. I didn't know that existed. Oh, I'm learning so much today. I have a whole page of notes here. That's good. I'm sorry I'm talking so much. So I just, I get real excited about Amazon because it's <laughs> such a great opportunity. And, but you know, it, it, it can also be devastating to your financials if you don't do it right. So I'm asking this out of pure ignorance. Are there brands that are only Amazon brands that, that you don't see, um, uh, that you wouldn't see anywhere else? Yes, there's plenty of private label brands. They may just throw up a web page to look legit, but there are plenty of them where you can't even find a, a website. Yeah, where they private label, um, where they buy stuff from Alibaba and just create a, a private label brand on Amazon. Okay, I was I, I was thinking more of a more legit. So not you know I didn't go to a co-packer and and come out with a shampoo or a vitamin or something. I was, I was thinking somebody that actually started out with the intent of just leveraging Amazon and having their shipping and fulfillment and and just decide I don't want to be part of that. I just want to create a, a really great quality product and have all the marketing done there. There, there are, yeah, there are definitely those as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they still have to get the product and create it. But there are plenty of brands that are Amazon only. I had heard at one point that Amazon gets into the business of product creation and selling. Is that true? Not true? Is that one of those false, those just gossip conversations that we hear? No, it's absolutely true. They have their own brand of vitamins called, I don't even know how to pronounce it, Solimo, S-O-L-I-M-O. And they will routinely compete against you and even throw up saying, throw up their product on your product page listing saying, you may want to consider this product instead. (laughs) Okay. That's that's a bit weird. Mm Mm-hmm. So are you, you know, is there a risk or is there something you can do to mitigate that with uh, with your clients? If, you know, if, if you go in there and you take a, maybe a new product SKU and you're just crushing it, obviously they see the data as well. Yeah. Um, so what do you do to mitigate that risk to protect your client and make sure they keep that market domination? It's a great question. Um, so a lot of times it's it goes back to marketing 101, like building your brand, which is why we don't work with a lot of resellers or we don't work with a lot of um, folks that are Amazon only because a lot of times like the, the cleaning company we worked with, you know, 
took them, you know, they're doing, they're doing 10 X what they were doing when we started with them. And only to so slow down, just let that sink in for the audience. So they're doing 10 X what they were doing previously. Okay. Yes. So, you know, went from tens of thousands to seven figures on Amazon a year. And, but I, I still think you have to do things off, you know, they're also in grocery and they're also in national retail and one does feed the other. And I do feel like to protect yourself, you do have to strengthen your brand off Amazon. So, you know, if you have to be on Amazon, you should be creating that brand loyalty. I still think that you're, you're doing your D to C Facebook ads and you're building that brand because a lot of times what we find is anything that has to be put on your body or in your mouth really needs to be sampled. And Amazon had a sampling program for a while. They've sort of downplayed it now, but um, you know, a lot of times, as you know, you discover something and then you go to replenish it and you'll replenish it on Amazon because it's easy. So still think you need to be doing brand building off Amazon. Yeah, it's funny sometimes looking at the pricing. I had um, a piece of computer equipment that I that, that I was having issues with and I had called the warranty line and they said, hey, you know what, uh, the equipment's out of date, but we'll we'll give you a better price if you want to reorder. And I felt guilty for a minute because I was talking to this the helpline. I thought, I'll just go into Amazon and see what the pricing was. I'm thinking, I can buy it cheaper on Amazon than I can buy it than the, the, the manufacturer's willing to sell it to me for to replace the product. So that was a that was an easy decision. So I shared that conversation with the the help desk. They went, you know, sorry, that's our pricing. It's like, yeah, no problem. Thanks for telling me it's out of date, but I'm not going to buy it from you. So I'm going to go buy it from Amazon. Yeah, and that's and that's a lot. What a lot of people do. I, I have a I have a rule if the book is staying, if I'm buying a book and it's staying local in Austin, Texas here, I will buy it from our local bookseller book people. If I have to ship the product, I'm sorry, it's it's more expensive to buy the book and ship it to my sister in Boston than it is to just buy it on Amazon and have it shipped directly to her. Yeah, ab- absolutely. For sure. So let's walk us through the process for our listeners that uh, have a brand that, that uh, say, hey, this looks this looks good or sounds good. I want more information. Uh, what are the next steps that they would take? Yeah. So I think that if they want to, we would typically do a, a call just to understand their brand, look at their brand, give them all the data around how much it would cost them, give them all the links to say, this is a, the fees you would have to pay to Amazon, see if it makes sense. And if it does, then we would typically schedule a, a follow-up call and, and do, if they're not selling on Amazon, then we would sort of walk through, hey, here's what it looks like to get set up on Amazon. Here's what it looks like if you want ongoing management. For brands that are selling on Amazon, we typically will do an audit to see if we can do any better. And if we can't do any better, we'll tell them. We'll say, nope, you're doing great. You don't need us. So what's a realistic time frame? I say realistic because people seem, at least in my experience, they have these unrealistic ideas like, hey, I can I can get this done in a week or I can get this done in 10 days. So, you know, if you're not on Amazon, what's a realistic timeline if Caroline or Caroline, someone phones your company and, and connects with you, uh, walks through the process till they're actually executing? So outside of our current pandemic situation, we can usually get them set up get them, get their listings done um, and have them be shipping product into Amazon within 14 days. They can usually be live. Holy smokes. That's fast. I, I, I thought it would have been, you know, 30, 60 days. That's crazy fast. It is. And, and it all depends on the speed of what the brand can deliver. So we don't do the image creation. We feel like the brand owner should own the creative. We'll tell them these are the seven killer images you need to make your listing convert. And then yeah. it's basically we just, as long as they're giving us the information we need, we can typically get listings created and done 
you know, within and and within two weeks and walk them through how to ship their product into Amazon. And then what does the backend analytics look like for a seller that's that's on Amazon? Am I going to see something similar to what I would expect to see from Google Analytics or Facebook in terms of, you know, the what's happening on the marketing side? Oh, I wish it was as good as any of those. You know, there are some nice things like Google Data Studio does plug into Amazon has two APIs. They have an orders API and an advertising API. So there's a lot of great third-party tools out there where you can plug in. There's real-time bidding. Um, but in terms of analytics, you do get, okay, here's my sessions. How many people went to my page? Here's my conversion. We also look at um, advertising. So they'll show you every day, you know, here's your spend. Here's your ROAS. Here's all your search terms. And so same sort of thing like Google. You're doing negative search terms and optimizing campaigns. Yep. Just like Google. But the, the analytics are... are Decent, but I we use a lot of third-party tools on top. Like there's Celix, Tika Metrics for automated advertising. There's Solozo for PPC management. So there's a bunch of just like Google. There's a bunch of other PPC and analytics tools that most people add on. Okay. Well, the reason I was asking that question because my next question was to be okay. So it's 14 days uh, if you're not selling on Amazon. And I was just thinking through your process that, you know, if somebody's selling on Amazon and you're doing audit, you're likely to look at that data and that's going to be your baseline where you're going to start from before you ramp up and roll out a new, uh, new recommendations for them. Yes. Yeah. And then in terms of this, this is probably going to be, it depends um, how many SKUs they have. Um, if you can turn around a new business in 14 days, is it more work? Does it take more time to uh, clean up what somebody else has done than it does to launch a brand new account? Typically, yes. That's a great question, Doug. I, I took on a health and wellness mom and baby brand doing like $10,000 a month. And it took me three months to unwind everything. They had sold to Amazon at one point. They had a vendor account. It was really hard to get anything changed. So we like to say, you know, we want to be the partner from the beginning because it really, <laughs> you know, three months to unwind if it's not done right from the beginning. That was the feeling I was getting listening to you. I'm thinking, okay, 14 days. I'm thinking that, you know, I've seen some people selling on Amazon and their accounts aren't great. So that answers that question. So yeah, start with you guys from the beginning, save a whole bunch of time and money and not have to, uh, to unwind it all and start over. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much nailed it, Doug. So in terms of bad advice that you hear, when you're uh, when we're allowed back out again and you're speaking at a conference or an event or at a cocktail party, what's some of the bad advice that you hear, I'd call them from the uneducated, about why you, or you shouldn't sell or should sell on Amazon? Yeah, I, a lot of times we, we hear bad promises. Okay. We'll hear people say, oh, I can grow you from 10,000 to 100,000 in two months. And Without some sort of outside forces, you know, unless you're on Shark Tank, a lot of our brands have been on Shark Tank. Yeah. But unless you're on Shark Tank or you have some sort of outside force, that's really unrealistic. So a lot of times we'll hear bad advice like, I can I can be selling a million dollars in two months. That's typically not true. We, we see without any outside forces, a realistic growth rate of 10 to 15% a month if, you know, uh, if you're not launching new products. I've also heard people give bad advice about not knowing the ins and outs of the taxes of fulfilled by Amazon. So once Amazon puts your product in a bunch of fulfillment centers around the country, that does have tax issues and, and it can create nexus. So I've seen more often than not, we saw a company have a $10 million back tax bill because they didn't know about this before they came to us. Oh, I never thought of that. So there'd be different taxes for every state. Right. And if your product is housed in, you know, 
10 different states, even though your headquarters is in New York, you're still going to have to file and, and pay in those other states. And so Amazon now has about 12 to 15 or 20 now states that have you know come after them. And so you Amazon will collect tax in every one of those states. You can't choose not to. So <laughs> really not knowing the tax in, the, in and outs is, is a really big piece of bad advice we've seen. Well, wow. I, I hadn't even considered that. But as soon as you said that, I mean, I, I just think of um, the professional athletes I know that play and they're required to pay state tax in every state where they play. So I uh, had, had never considered that for Amazon. So there you go. There's another reason why you want to have the right people on your team. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So who's one guest I absolutely have to have on my podcast? Well, I would say Jeff Bezos, but he's a little busy right now. I I can't imagine why. Yeah. (laughs) I don't imagine if you can get him scheduled. Um, There's a brand that I really love that has done a great job with Amazon, but they're also just a great brand in general. And they've been on Shark Tank and they are uh, Wonderside, which is a natural pet company. And CEO Stephanie Boone, I think would be a terrific guest or, or their CMO. They've done a great job. And we, we used to work with them. We no longer work with them, but they are a terrific company and they would be, Stephanie would be a, a great guest. Well, that'd be amazing if you could make an introduction by email. Absolutely. Now, where's the best place for people to connect with you? How can they find you, track you down, have a conversation, take a look at what you guys are doing to see, uh, to see if this is a fit and start a conversation? Yeah, we are on the web at www.roiswift.com. There you can check out our services, read some blog posts, and um, you can connect with us there. Well, super good. Uh, I just want to say thanks so much. I really appreciate you taking time. Um, this is an area I don't, um, you could tell by my my questions, I don't have a lot of experience in, but a huge interest. I mean, especially, I mean, the world has changed so much in the last 60 days If people um, haven't realized they need to be online. Um, there's no hiding from it now. Yes, great. Well, thanks for having me. This is very timely as, as people are, you know, trying to shift to Amazon um, and move from their retail partners. Thanks, Carolyn. So thanks, uh, listeners, for tuning in. I hope this really got your brain stirring. Um, I've got a page of notes here. Uh, I think this is really cool, at least for my interest point. Um, I have no experience in this space. Um, as you know, I'd be happy to just refer people, people to uh, Carolyn and her uh, team. So thanks for tuning in. We look forward to serving you on our next episode. That's all for this episode of Real Marketing Real Fast. Now it's time to take your marketing to the next level by visiting DougMorneau.com and downloading our advanced marketing white papers as well as exclusive resources based on today's episode. That's DougMorneau.com. Until next time, we look forward to serving you right here on Real Marketing Real Fast.